golden hour light is really doing. I know, isn't it doing you a favor? I know. You usually look like trash, it. but not right now. I, know. <laughs> I look good in this lighting. Yeah. yeah. No, this is like the best time. It's just very, it's very pretty. Speaking of light, when Eric and I visited, um, Jenna revealed that she and her husband do not close the blinds ever. Not to Never. sleep, not to change. And Russell, you've just been here recently. Yeah. Yeah, so I told Russ the same thing. Yeah. But and I said you can shut the blinds when you sleep in the guest room, but like we don't we we just have blinds. We don't have any curtains and then we do not sleep with the blinds shut. We we never shut them. Um ever. And then what? Erica and Michelle promptly called us psychopaths. You're deranged lurking perverts, clearly. So they're wall-to-wall windows. Right. Ceiling to floor. It's nice. In the bedroom, in the yeah. living room, in the spare bedroom. It's beautiful. But you leave them open at all times. That's, That's what yes. keeps the depression at bay, I would imagine. Well, my whole thing is this, like, well, in regards to sleeping, I, I will say this, like, at night it is a little bit bright. I, I'm used to it now, but it's bright because there is, like, a sign, like, outside the building. And also there's a uh, boatyard across the water. It's on the water. And then, so it's bright. But then in the morning, I usually wake up with the light, which is nice. Um but I suppose it is psychotic that I like change in front of the windows. But I don't think people can see. I don't even care well, about the changing. Well, you just pointed out that there's like a boatyard. There's definitely some creepy, like recently yeah. divorced guy living on his boat that's like, I can't or wait. Or woman. Or woman. <laughs> that's like, I can't wait till 1030 every night. I watch this these two dinglings change in front of the window with no shades. <laughs> dinglings. Now, but my thing is this, like, I guess that doesn't really bother me. I'm like, who, they don't know who I am. Well, they will when know. they show up to your house to murder you. Yeah, they know every inch. <laughs> every inch of my body, more than they I know, know of my own. <laughs> they know every inch. Imagine you get a knock. They're like, um, we noticed a, a suspicious mole on your arm that wasn't there last week. <laughs> they, well, then they'll save my life. They will yeah. save my life. She's like, God willing. God willing. Maybe that's why I'm doing it. Maybe I'm like, check my moles. <laughs> they're deaf as psycho, so they're going to be like, I'm going to remove the mole with my teeth, like yeah. against your will. So, you know, you win some, you put lose them on some. Nice. Yeah. Wait, I also love that it went for murdering, but no, it's somebody's going to catch a suspicious, suspicious mole and eat it off my body. <laughs> Not swallow. And, Not and we're telling you, you're the crazy one. <laughs> I'm like, shut your blinds. God. <laughs> you're unhinged. A stranger's going to eat a mole off your arm. Yeah, and oh, you're yeah. listening to the latest episode of Three Back. <laughs> I have a, one more crazy thing to say, which is Michelle and I are both like super paranoid about everything. Jake and I have two sets of keys for our apartment and I texted you this Michelle and you d- you said that you would agree with this theory so when we were leaving to go somewhere I took my pair of keys and then I said Jake take your pair of key- keys too and he was like why we have the one I'm like yeah but what if someone breaks in takes the spare leaves and comes back in with the keys and Jake was like wait they already broke in why would they come in take the keys and be like I'll be back and Michelle was like no I get that to me, that makes perfect sense because, yes, a regular criminal would break in, steal, <laughs> steal your laptop, jewelry, whatever. A real sicko would steal the key <laughs> and then sneak back in when you're there to do something truly sick. And that's what you have to worry about. <laughs> they want to eat my moles again. How many moles do you have? It's a legitimate worry. I don't know. That's why I'm waiting for them to identify. <laughs> that's that's why she changes in front of the boatyard. <laughs> Keep up. My concern would be, like, (laughs) so 
wait, you don't have like you guys share two pairs of keys. So you guys are both going somewhere. Right. Jake inexplicably yeah. gets lost somewhere and he has your keys. Yeah. Then what do you do? That's more scary. Wait, say it again. Like you guys have one set of keys when you're out together, and then what if somebody like something yeah. happens to one person, and then the other person's stranded? Isn't that scarier than potentially somebody breaking into yeah, your apartment, stealing the keys, I, and coming I, back? Like you should each have your keys on you at all times together. Well, I agree with you. I mean, my logic wasn't as sound as yours. It was more about somebody stealing the keys and coming back later. But I do agree with you. We both should have both keys at all times. I do agree 100%. Okay, so are you going to start doing that or no? We, we do it now because I'm crazy. <laughs> okay. okay. Like, like, we take them both. Don't worry. I was like, that's a But very... not for the reason that makes sense. <laughs> no. Not for the reason. Yeah, again, nothing rational going on here. Uh, we sleep with our shades open. We're crazy. We're crazy here. I can't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, Speaking right. of crazy, remember Van's mom in this episode 16? Yes. Vanny Dearest. Vanny Dearest. Now that was a segue. I've been sick the past couple of days and I watched like two episodes of Reba and then I was like falling asleep. But as I was falling asleep, I saw Vanny Dearest come up and it was like a fever dream because I woke, I wrote it down just like Vanny Dearest in like the sloppiest handwriting. I woke up like hours later and it was the first thing I looked at. I'm like, Vanny Dearest. Did I think of that? Or did that really happen? And it really <laughs> happened that it was called Vanny Dearest. I woke up in like a hot sweat. So I think my fever broke throughout. The, uh, the sleep, but yeah, the words of Annie Dearest is absolutely incredible. Uh, Russ, do you have an explanation on that? Can you read it to us? I do. Reba engineers a reunion between Van and his estranged mother, but Van's mother becomes a permanent fixture in Reba's home. Boy, does she, she, she ever. Does. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was surprised to see anyone from his family again this season. Like, I and thought, it was a different actress. Right, I, it was? Mm-hmm. Are oh. we certain? Are you sure? Um, I, I didn't IMDb her, but I never forget a face. I mean, Michelle's and the best at this. The hair but I also was with her. different. I know. I I think the hair was different, but I thought the face was the same. Um, I don't know. I can check IMDb and, and circle back. All right, that might well, be yeah, a, circle long, back. a long gap. Cir- circle back, um, but yeah, I yeah. didn't expect to see either mom or dad uh, Van's parents back at all this season, but it was a nice surprise. Um, yeah, I thought this was like this was like a you know across the board pretty good episode. I love I love seeing Reba in an exercise class, and any episode <laughs> oh my gosh. that can make that happen is 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 good to me. I don't I, I don't know if I can jump ahead to that. Because I have a lot of thoughts, so as I assume we Her all look. do on the wardrobe choice there. Right. <laughs> I guess we, we start at the fact that, like, Van, uh, what, he won player of the year? Yeah. Right. In Texas. But, like, my question is, what time of year is it at this point in the show? Un- um, unclear. It's seasonless. Yeah. Like, yeah. there aren't because other clues that other sitcoms have. If it's, if it's episode 16 of 22, and most shows will have holiday episodes... Football is a fall sport. Mm-hmm. Like, it's over. Why is he getting player of the year in airtime? This probably came on in March. So, like, football season's over. Their kid has to be, the kid is going to be born by episode 22, we have to imagine. Mm-hmm. I would think. So, it's been nine months, or it's been probably six months. A football season in high school is not six months long. 
What's going on? Now, here? you're making sense, I think, but because my limited knowledge of how long a football season would be and also any season, anything related seasonally, I am, it's a little lost on me. A high school you know, sport. It's, it's two weeks and they have four games. I'd be like, all right, right. check out. A high school sport would be over is. by like Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. high school. oh, I thought I thought they would go to like Super Bowl. No, I'm picturing NFL rules. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, well, if you said March, then yeah, the Super Bowl was one month ago. So you're like, if we're talking Eagles, then we're talking. <laughs> if we're talking Go Birds. Um, no, but I... I didn't even think about that. So, like you said, that we always notice the fashion choices and the tits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you notice the sports stuff that I would never think of. Like, yeah, a right. player of the year. Like, and what I is watch that? football, by the way, as well. And I still wouldn't get that. Right, but Jen is a jock. If Let's you were clear. watching yeah. this episode live, I have to imagine this episode must have premiered sometime between March and April. So it just throw well, it just frustrates me that he's getting player of the year. I'm like, for what season? Right. I have questions. I, maybe it's like a wrap up of so many different schools. They do it later. It's like you could win an Oscar in January mm. for it's, a movie that came out ten months ago. It's March fifth. Right. This the air date was March fifteenth, two thousand two. Yeah, so it's March. I just turned eighteen a day prior in in real time. <laughs> the football season would have been Wait, over. That is actually a hilarious like thing of time that you were eighteen when. Well, I guess we all. Well, we were younger, but. Because we're so young, but like um, that now we're like in our mid thirties and we're reviewing. It. <laughs> Some of us will be forty in less than a year. Wow! Ooh. To be honest with you, I thought you were forty. That's offensive for a while. <laughs> also, I don't want to like push it, but can we do like something huge? Can we do like I a know. huge friends trip or like something? We'll be getting married a month later. Well, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh shit. We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll push the wedding. But we have been talking about a doing a friend's like all inclusive somewhere. Wouldn't that be fun? I that need would be so that. fun. I need it, but I'm also like scared. Like really scared. <laughs> we <laughs> might be the reason they stopped doing all inclusive. They're like, no, we're gonna yeah. start charging by the drink going forward. Like, <laughs> I like want to come and I will be there, but I am terrified. Yeah, um, me too. So just a little bit back to the ep. So he gets nominated for player of the year, and then um it's revealed his parents aren't going to go because they have this estranged relationship, um, which Reba decides to take on herself, which we've sort of, of course. already said, because as she would, Never no one asked her for this one, though. So this was self-induced. Yeah. To, she decides, I got to get the mom to come to this dinner. And then, I think I can jump here, um, to the workout class. Yeah, which please do, jump. Was so good because... She she shows up at a workout class because Van's mom is like a workoutaholic, as we knew from a couple episodes ago, where she has like a treadmill in her living room. She's like, she doesn't really eat. She's like a, obsessed with that. But Reba, if you're coming into this, because she, she goes up to somebody, Sue Montgomery in this class, trying to be subtle. What Reba is wearing, and again, this is a 2001 <laughs> show set in what's supposed to be 2001. She has on like an absolute 80s, like, Blue tights, hot pink leotard, sweatband, belt. Like it was. She has wristbands too. No one else had this on to also set that stage. (laughs) She had, and her hair in, like, okay, Reba. Now, no disrespect to any of the redheads out there. We love you. We respect you. We support you. Please, please dress for your coloring. You should not be wearing a hot <laughs> pink up against that fiery red hair. Reba, please, please, I'm begging you. 
all these years later, please go back in time and fix that because you're not helping yourself, okay, honey? But Erica, my question for you is, say it was, because I think we've decided that her t- her best colors are winters, yes. right? Yes, right. If that outfit was a winter, do you think that helped? Because it, it I wouldn't, don't. it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> it, it's already terrible because, of course, she's wearing like an aerobic look, um, and thank God she was because, of course, she's going to. They're not going to send Reba yeah. into just in like a regular outfit. They have to have her dress up the part. Um, but give the woman something. Give her something. <laughs> like give her a little bit. She did have maroon. Um, what are those called? Like leg warmers. Leg on? warmers. Yeah. But so she did get a little bit of a winter tone, but it completely clashed the like baby blue and hot pink. It was awful. Yeah. (laughs) And I also just loved it because I feel like she would be the type to be like she has. First of all, her body's banging as we've discussed many times. But like (laughs) it's clear she has not worked out ever in a million years. So she's thinking to herself, like, got to go to a workout class. Like, you know, she's had that like she worked out like in the 80s. And she's like, well, I got my workout clothes. Like not a thought in her her world. No. Right. Like she's like, "I, I got it. And also, if, if you're trying to, like, play it cool, like, oh, Sue Montgomery, I just happened to bump into you. You have to, you know, be a little subtle. Yeah. You have to act like <laughs> you've been to a gym before. You don't ask for her right off the bat either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I died at, though, is Reba's physical comedy is so, so good. good. She's, when she was doing the the... I died. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretending to ride the horse. They're in a Pilates class, and it's like one of those Pilates classes that has like those little machines that you sit on, and they have like ropes. So you pull yourself forward, and you're like getting the muscles working, whatever. So Reba sits on the little like bench area and she picks up the things to like the ropes to pull herself and she starts pretending like she's on a horse like she's doing like a giddy up partner like type deal and it's just cracking me up i think i need a gym scene every single episode like i really just think i do because (laughs) i never not want her in the gym like i wish do you want her in that outfit every time or you prefer okay yeah because i mean that's what she's wearing like it doesn't work for her but she's wearing it and i still loved it I just wish that the producers would give her something more. <laughs> That's all. The show is called Reva. Yeah. Help her out. <laughs> Fair. It was great. So she does like at in that class success. Well, I think this is where she su- successfully convinces the mom to go to yeah. the awards dinner. Right. Like she kind of lays it on a little thick. And it's very subtly hinted at. And I wonder if we'll get into it more later that. It seems like the mom is more open to repairing the relationship with Van and the dad's controlling and kind of not allowing her to. Um, I actually thought the episode was going to go like that the mom like takes a stand and has to leave the dad so she can be with her son again and go that far. But I wonder if we'll see that going forward. Right. Like I thought it was interesting that she lied, that Van's mom lied to the dad saying she was going to the gym instead of going to like his stuff. So I'm guessing like, for a show that burns through plot, like it's going out of style, they're like, we need to seed some things for the future and just kind of yeah. hang back. So mm-hmm. we might see this paid off. Um, I don't know, maybe by the finale, maybe by season two. But uh, I also appreciate this episode for letting us know less than four minutes in that BJ wasn't going to be in it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know. They're like, yeah. oh, she's going to visit her mom. And it yeah. was like, oh, cool. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, so you're not waiting on bated breath the whole episode right. as we would right. be. I think that made a lot of sense. And then looking back, I don't think she made sense in this episode because that just would have been unfair to Reba. Right. Now she's getting hit on one side by yeah. by Vance's mom to be hit on the other side by BJ. 
Like that's just too much for one strong woman to take. <laughs> well, I right. agree with you there. The B plot in this, and uh, Michelle, if you even have the take that you liked Jake in this, I'm shook because I think this B plot should have been completely removed from the episode. I don't have a single I note of a B plot. It. <laughs> I have. So what it was is Brock. I have um, one. So when. When Brock said that um, BJ is like visiting her parents, then he's like, he, he has to have, and Kira couldn't come either. So I'm like, okay, you're taking out the two best players here. And he's like, and then I don't know what she, sleepover at friends or something. And then he's like, I, you're going to have Jake over for dinner. Or Reba said, you're going to have Jake, Jake over for dinner. I'm like, so I'm meant to be watching a scene with Brock and Jake and more than one of them in this episode. <laughs> and the whole premise is that Jake doesn't like the grilled cheese that Brock is making and he has to figure out what it is. So, and then the worst part to me is at one point Brock says like, oh, is it because you're upset about the divorce? And Jake doubles down that no, it's simply the grilled cheese. Yeah, it's just like that Brock has seeded bread and not white bread and that's all I completely There's nothing more to it. All right, because the first beat was like he cut, he didn't cut the crust. Yeah. And then he did cut it but it was still bad. It mm. yeah, I was like, this is a lot of of. I completely forgot it all until right this moment. As you should have. I I only remembered it. I wrote it down, and I just didn't like it because it just and it spent way too much time. And then the, the other joke was like, oh, well, I have peanut butter and banana, and he's like, is it the crunchy kind? I'm like, is that the joke? Is that, <laughs> is that the joke? joke? I don't know. Um, I had the same thing. Like the only reason I even knew what that B plot was was because I wrote down I love a seven grain bread. Like the crunchier the bread, the yeah. better. Like I love a mealy bread. Yeah. You it's want so your good. you want a sandwich to have a solid foundation, correct? Yeah. 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 Well, that's what a seven grain bread's gonna give you. It's great. Do you guys love Dave's bread? I love Dave's bread. Oh, Dave's rock and roll bread. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I don't know what that is. If you're well, if you're hardcore, you have Dave's killer bread. I mean. You're a softie, and obviously. You, but it, I don't know if they have but that But if you here. like a crunchy, seeded bread, th- then you you need to get on Dave's. Okay, Dave's. I'll get it Lizzie Dave's loves it, and every time we go to the store, I'm like, oh, you're getting Dave's metal bread. It, like, what? It Let me look so this up. Like, what is this? It, it's like, it's for hardcore motherfuckers. Okay, well, I'm a yeah. hardcore motherfucker. And, I want to. And get as we know, I'm married to a rocker, so we have yeah. no choice but to get Dave's <laughs> You're killer, killer bread. Metal bread. Dave's and it's very killer. um it's like healthy and it's bad ass as yeah. we're saying. You Erica, you so. look cool as fuck. Like you well, don't even need yeah. to wear like all black anymore. Just tape a piece yeah, of no. Dave's rock and roll bread to your chest and walk down the street <laughs> and watch. But what like people me, don't think. bring that sandwich to work because you work in a corporate setting that might be like, Oh, this girl's too hardcore for us. Yeah, that's like, a, it's yeah. NS it's NSFW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's organic. Twenty-one um, whole grains and seeds. Yeah, twenty-one grains. Wow. We were talking about wow. seven. This I didn't know. Yeah, you guys, I didn't know. Twenty-one. Yeah. I didn't know. That Three Dave times the killer. rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That is rock Sign and roll up, bread baby. if I've ever seen it. And Erica, if you're like, I like a seeded bread. Like you cannot get another seed in that bread. Like that is. That's seeded. what I yeah. want. Like I want like twenty-two want... would be too many. Yeah. 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 Keep it at mm-hmm. 21. You wouldn't be able right. to get all of them in one cohesive slice. Right. So how did they get from 7 to 21? That's a big jump. They they don't even have like a 15 well, seater or no, something like no. that. It's Dave. It's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. knowing nothing about him, I know. Dave know. was like, "Listen, we're going to rock that fucking seed into that fucking bread." <laughs> We're gonna rock that seed, baby. <laughs> Twenty-one whole grains. 
And if you uh, use our promo code 3BA, you can buy Dave's Killer Bread. (laughs) Wait, I wish, because I love that. If we ever got, if anybody ever wanted to sponsor us, it would have to be Dave's, because are they sponsoring any other podcast? No. I'll get it. I'll reach out to them. Michelle, tag them in the next, in this release immediately. Someone works in advertising, Um, right? I do. Get on get on it. Get on it. Jenna, are you not hardcore enough to get (laughs) access to Dave's? I mean, come on. Let me see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Um anyway, so that that really was the B plot there. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit, obviously going back to the mom, which was the A plot, but I I liked um that the mom because so she agrees to go to the dinner, but then she comes in it, it, very hot. And she like, this is what was weird about it is like um, Van immediately defaulted. Like when the mom starts coming in the picture, she shows up at Reba's basically. And she's like, I want to say, say goodbye when he's going to school. I want to, you know, she starts weighing in on his outfit choices. She basically comes in and infiltrates Reba's home. Right. Which is very um, easy to do. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Cause Reba's like, cause literally at one point, the, all the kids leave in, uh, the mom's like, well, what what are you going to do all day? And Reba's like, well, I have to clean. I have to, you know, do this. I have to do that. And she's like, I'll watch. And Reba's like, that is, until Van comes home, Reba's like, that is eight hours. And she's like, I'm in. But she also, the mom actually reminded me of Van, too, in that the way that they, like, deal with human emotions and talk. That they don't? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like, they were like, she's like an idiot. Yeah. Um, did you guys realize that Van's mom and Van are lip kissers? They did it twice. I don't care no. for I that. I at I all. didn't notice, so I must have blocked I it out. I hate that. Guys, my family are lip kissers. I'm sorry. Really? Um, oh, I hate it. Yeah. And at the expense of like I don't want to hurt anyone in my family's feeling or you know, yeah, I don't I don't like Or Erica's sicko family. <laughs> well, um yeah. I, But you kiss everybody on your lips even like an like a your extended Not fit? N- yeah, What about that, like an uncle? Is what I was gonna no, say. No, um, it's mainly like my aunts will kiss. Like when my pop was still alive, um, we always kissed my pop on the lips. Like he kissed us all on the lips. Um, and I mean, he was alive until I was thirty, so it's not that crazy. Um, my aunt, my aunt Kathy, will kiss everybody on the lips. She does not care. Um, I, I yeah, it's can't. not. Weird I barely to like me. a hug from some people. Yeah, it's just how we grew up. I don't know. It's not like. Um, but when I saw it, I, like to me, like I think people have like very like crazy reactions to that, and I don't know. I noticed it because and you like a fr- you like to French your family. Yes, okay, we're Frenchers. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your first kiss at age one week. Yes, <laughs> yes, because yeah. you're a sicko. Um, <laughs> when you say your aunt kisses everybody, do you mean outside of the family too? If she's greets a close friend, she does a close friend. Kiss. Yeah, I think I told you guys before. Like she what might try like, to kiss you on the lips. But if if, if I saw her, she'd try and kiss me on the lips. She might. She might. It's not out of. I didn't. It's not I, out of the realm of possibility. I would remember because I remember I went to the Jersey Shore with your family, and she was there. I did. I would remember if I got a lip kiss. Yeah, maybe she didn't at that time, but she well, might. She read the room, which is I wouldn't be down. She for read it. the beach. You were wearing like your, your matching pink set, and she's like, "Oh, this girl's out sight. I can't. <laughs> she was like, I can't French her she- on sight." <laughs> She's like, I will literally French anybody, but I'm not Frenching someone in a fucking pink capri right now. Um, no, but so what happens is obviously like, yeah, Van falls right back into the, um, like he is overly excited that his mom is like back in his life, which he, of course he should be. The poor kid, you know, is really going through mm-hmm. it. Um, so he's kind of back in there and Cheyenne's getting really upset 
because he's, like, taking his mom's side on everything. She's actually kind of, like, jealous of Van's mom, um, which I can understand. It was creepy, yeah. The thing is, like, it's – I can understand, like, she's jealous and, like, they've been doing their own thing. But it's also, like – Rebo is kind of saying, like, Van, like, you need to understand, like, your mom is not – like, a part of your life like this anymore. Like, you kind of have to set the boundary. But it's like, you guys live mm-hmm. in Reba's house. And everything you do is with Reba, around Reba, for Reba, because of Reba. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really, do you have any real reason to be able to say, like, you need to tell your mom to, to chill out? It's like, no. Mm-hmm. Reba, yeah, I'm sorry. It's every child's instinct to want their, like, love and acceptance from their parent, no matter what the parent may have done. Even if she did, like, reject him and kick him out. Now that she's back, it would be totally normal for him to want her back fully. Yeah, and he's... I yeah. thought that was selfish of Cheyenne to be resentful of it. Yeah, and also of Reba. Yeah, like, but I, I also thought it was, like, kind of in character for a child. I I, mm. I gave Reba... I was a little more judgy of her for this than I was Cheyenne, because she's a literal child with all kinds of hormones coursing through her body. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I was annoyed by Reba. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's fair. And I can see where Reba's coming from. She's like, I've been doing everything, and this mother hasn't done a thing for her own child. But it's also like, yeah, you have to put that aside and be happy for him that the mom is back. Well, not for nothing. Reba kind of begged for it. She showed up at the gym, begged her to go. And I would assume that they they knew each other, like, because they, they, Van and Cheyenne have been dating. So I assume they, she knew her to an extent. Like, she's met her before. So, like, you know her personality and stuff. So, like, then to be, like annoyed that she came in so hot and I don't know it was weird I agree I actually I can't find it in my notes like how did this wrap up how did they get her to start giving them space I I don't completely remember but I do know that like there was a heart-to-heart conversation where Van's mom basically said something along the lines of like I don't know how to be there for Van without being there all the time Mm. And well, that was her and Reba at the yeah. gym again, I believe. And then it ended, and I was like, so what does that mean moving forward? Yeah. She's going to pop in and out and just be a whole lot for a short time. Because I feel like that's even weirder than completely abandoning your child. Like right. to say, like, I need to be there for you, but like for two weeks and then I'm out for God knows how long. The thing is, like, he's right. a child still. Like, they are literally still children. Yeah. They're not 18 yet. Um, she raised this kid and all of a sudden he's out because and yes, he's out because you you kicked him out. I understand that. So of course she doesn't know how to be involved in her child's life without yeah. being there all the time. That's what she does. She never had the chance to like have that naturally happen to her. And for Reba to be like a little bit annoyed by that was like frustrating. Like, well, yeah, whatever. But also like on the flip side of that, like Reba, why does Reba have to teach everyone everything? Like, why does Reba have to teach mm-hmm. his mother how to parent her child? Like, why is she doing everything for everybody? It's frustrating. I, like, really need a Reba, like, spa day, girls day with Park. Like, just, actually, I can't remember this episode. No, it wasn't. It was an uh, upcoming one. She mentions, like, I'm going to be on vacation. And I don't know if that's really going to happen, but I'm like, please go on vacation. She deserves it so much. She needs a break. She Like, to Erica's point, she can't coach every person in Houston of how to live their life and the right thing to do. It's too much for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also easy for Reba to say she's making all the decisions for everyone. And then she's like, you yeah. can't be involved in Van's life like this. It's like, but you are, bitch. So I know. True. 
It was just kind of a throwaway episode for me. I don't think it was anything. I was just going to say, like, I don't personally have any other thoughts, but I don't want to rush anybody if you guys have other thoughts on this app. But no. I just don't. I say we we blow past and cruise through. Yeah. Oh, and I liked this next episode. Um, It's called He's Having a Baby. <laughs> and this is the one where Van enjoys Lamaze class, but impending childbirth scares Cheyenne. Reba, semicolon, Reba, is hurt by Brock's intention to be a better father to his new child. Mm. And this yeah. episode starts out with, I thought it was a really funny line from Van because Cheyenne's trying to get him to go to Lamaze class and he's like, I can't take on another class. I'm already taking on two advanced classes that are hurting my GPA. And he reveals those <laughs> advanced classes are basic math and weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> and basic math would and definitely really hurt my GPA. <laughs> I loved Lorianne's uh, first line uh, in this episode. When she's there, I think she's there from the jump, so no who's yep. with it. But uh, when yeah. she's like, I never congratulated you on your wedding, I just wanted to make sure you knew that. <laughs> yeah. So good. She, I just also have to give like, her a shout out wow. for this for her acting in this entire scene, aka Park overall, Lorianne, was sitting there, she's there from the jump, so... As you said, no applause needed. She's already seated. Um, but she's reading a magazine the whole time. And, like, throughout this whole scene, like, a lot of action will happen. Like, you know, Brock will come in. There's arguments or whatever. And she just simply reads the magazine and here and there tosses out a salty comment. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, whatever she says is gold. Yeah. Like, And I'm, like, but she's just confidently sitting there flicking her magazine and just says something and goes back. I loved it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I think this was the episode that I noticed she and Brock, there is like a little bit of a, There's something a there. sexual exactly. element to their sparring. 100%. Yeah. I think so too. It's like they say that there's a thin line between love and hate, um, or the opposite mm-hmm. of love isn't hate, it's indifference, to quote Lovey Boom. Um, and no, that's not even the quote. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's along the oh, lines you're thinking of, they- of the opposite of war isn't <laughs> is peace, it's creation. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Whoa. And I'm so sorry (laughs) to anyone who's not like a rent head, as they say. Um, They say that. Erica might not be a rent head either for that (laughs) misquote. That's really upsetting. Um, But yeah, like there's not like, it's no indifference there. Like they hate each other, but like, you know that that's a very thin line. Oh yeah. Um, That there's still something there. Couple glasses of like whiskey. I think wild things could happen. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Would I hate a flashback scene of them dating? Not at all. I would fucking love it. I would too. We need. Wait, I actually need that right now and bring back melon butt. But, (laughs) But the problem would be, would it be them and they're trying to make them look 20 years younger? Because yes. with different a different actress, I don't want to see anyone besides Park. No, overall. no, no, it has, no. To, it's it be has to be her. It has to be them both with like a goofy um, wig and like yeah, yeah, yeah. We need it. Um, I'm dying at this episode too because so they're visibly pregnant at this point. Like Cheyenne's visibly pregnant, um, as is BJ. We'll see her later on, but they're both like visibly pregnant, so you can tell her they're getting further along. Um, Van at one point is pretending to be inside the cervix by putting his hands up to his face, and he's like <laughs> joking around like, oh, this is how the baby's going to come out. Um, and the whole thing basically just starts to freak Cheyenne out. The whole time I think she's been like, oh, this is great, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm going to have a baby. And now the reality setting in that like, oh, she has to like deliver this baby, and it's freaking her out. Um, but Brock comes in because he comes in and he's like, oh, where's the, the, um, baby's crib? I'm going to take it for BJ's baby. And that to me 
was so psychotic that he walked into Reba's house unannounced, like usual, and says, hey, where's the crib? Because I'm going to use it for my pregnant, well, now wife's baby. And, like, let's forget for a minute that Cheyenne said she didn't want it. Yeah. That's not the fucking point. They hadn't even said it yet. He didn't ask. Like, we didn't know that. So you walked into your ex-wife's house to grab the crib for your children, for your new kid? Fuck right off, dude. And not yeah. for nothing, your daughter is pregnant and lives with Reba and might want, again, she didn't want the crib, Cheyenne didn't want it, but again, besides the point, like, he's not ha- having the, like, wherewithal to be like, maybe my own daughter. An unemployed teen. He's selfish. And maybe if he, like, did the thing of, like, taking the crib and, like, making it nice for her and saying, like, I want you to mm-hmm. have this, then she's not going to be like, I don't want no stupid crib. But you didn't even give her the opportunity to like be a good seventeen year old, yeah. right? And then you he fucking also then it was quickly revealed after that that he wasn't even there for the youngest child's birth. He was playing golf. I know, I know. Like, what is your bad. problem? What's with the uh, golf obsession? It's the most boring sport that's ever been I don't invented. Know. People like it. I don't Side get note, it. yeah. And he has all the all the teeth touching money. He should have at least offered to Cheyenne, like, oh, if you don't want the old crib, I'll buy you a brand new one. There had to be yeah. some sort of exchange. Yeah. But he was just like, take, 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 per usual. Yeah. And then, um, so what I loved is, so Brock was, uh, nope, not Brock. Van was very into this Lamaze class. Cheyenne getting, like, freaked out by it. But what I loved is, like, he he's, was so into it. And then at one point, um, Cheyenne says she has a test paper. She cannot go to the class. Like, so she's out. And then um, he, as we all know, he already called Reba his daddy. He calls her his mommy. He's like, <laughs> will you be my mommy? <laughs> Which... The fact that, again, we harp on this a lot, but, like, Reba will do anything for anybody. She literally goes to the birthing class with her son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> and she played the, she played Cheyenne, right? Yes, yeah, she was she, the father. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. she played the father. No, she's the father. Oh, oh she's okay, right, right. She, they swapped She's it, like, man, yeah. I really want you to learn how to be a coach, so you be the mom. <laughs> like, lay on the floor. <laughs> Which I was really, I, I said, like, why are they making these pregnant women get on the floor? Like... Do they do that IRL? I don't know. I don't know. Anytime you see a Lamaze class on like on TV, they're always like laying on a, on a mat on the floor. But like these women are pregnant. Why are you making them get all the way down on the floor to do this? They're not on the floor when it comes to the, the actual birth. Um, yeah, but they're not going to have like 30 hospital beds in a Lamaze class. I mean, they could have a bench or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also love when Van says something to when Kira's eating and he's like, oh, and he talks about the placenta and then Kira pushes the plate away. Is that where we get the beginnings of the eating disorder? Mm. Maybe she starts thinking. Well, also, there's a lot of body image talk on this, like with Van's mom and like Cheyenne's weight and everything. And you absorb everything at that age. Yeah. I know. That's sad. That could be the start of it. It's sad. Could be. What's not sad is the birthing class when Reba and Van walk in, obviously BJ and Brock are in the same birthing class, which is great. Yes. And then we have to quickly sidebar on BJ's outfit, which it has, it's a nightgown <laughs> sized, cart, cartoon teddy bear on it. And it says, um, does it say future mom? Or just says mom on it, but then underneath the teddy bear, did you catch what it said? It future said, genius. Future genius. <laughs> and no, di- no disrespect to our queen. I think it's fair to say B 
BJ's baby is not a future genius. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Correct. Much love and respect, BJ, but it's not. Maybe a future teeth toucher at mm-hmm. best. Yes. <laughs> um, so I did, but I liked that cause to have the four of them together because they, well, not Brock, but like Reba's hilarious, BJ's hilarious, and Van is hilarious. So to have them all together in that class was great. But I think the big thing in that class, obviously, well, besides the role reversal of um, Reba having <laughs> Van be the mommy, um, was also um, at one point, uh, I can't remember if the teacher prompts Brock, but like to come up, what, what was the prompt for so his speech? So earlier in remember. the episode when Reba's kind of like giving this whole spiel to uh, Brock, like, how dare you say you want to take this crib? Like, you weren't even there for Jake's birth. You weren't really a great father to our kids. Like, and he was like, well, yeah, like, I want to, um, she said basically, like, you should want to do better for your own kid. But, like, you can't just, like, pretend like you were there for hours. So then they're talking in the birthing class, and I don't know if it is a prompt, but basically um, Brock takes Reba's words that she said and turns them around to make it, like, his own. So he's basically saying, like, well, you know, it's really important to be there for your kids and I'm going to try my hardest to do do right by them and all this stuff to make it look like he's like a stand-up guy who's really trying to do everything. Meanwhile, he just, Reba just gave him all that information. Um, so Reba gets so pissed off, like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, all of a sudden you're having a new baby, so you want to, like, be this better guy and make it look like to everyone that you're a great guy. So she takes the fake baby and literally just whacks him with it in the stomach. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. And I believe all the other moms in the class were giving him, like, a standing ovation, right? As she whacked him with it, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Everyone was, like, freaking out. And I don't blame her at all. Like, how infuriating would that be? Like, especially because, you know, she basically said those words. He regurgitated it. And it's so fucked up. Like, it's it's just a huge slap in the face for her. And I don't blame her at all for that move. Yeah. No, absolutely. Worst part about it is she comes back and she's explaining to Park overall um, what she did. I hit the father of my child. Yeah. She's first really pumped about it because Park is like, let's fucking go. Like, hit him. Um, But then she, like, immediately has remorse. Like, I feel like she's such a people pleaser. She couldn't even, like, enjoy that one. Like, he kind of deserved that. She couldn't even enjoy it. Well, then also he calls from the hospital implying that – she sent him to the hospital because no. she hit him too hard. No, Wait, no, no. And no. she calls BJ. She calls to apologize oh, to Brock. Right. Reba's BJ like, I'm implies. gonna call. And BJ picks up the phone. She's like, BJ, I need to speak to Brock. Can I please speak to him? Put him on the phone. She's like, No, he's in the hospital. She hangs up, like all hangs pissed up. off. So Reba oh, thinks right. that she was so strong that she hit him with this baby and sent him right to the hospital. Which is hilarious. Yeah. And a little bit evil of BJ because we find out later that it was actually BJ who dropped a crib on his foot. The very crib that he stole in the beginning. The very How one. poetic. Yeah. And he also, in this whole hospital scene, is a raving psychopath. Oh, yeah. It's even if, like, I've broken, like, several toes and it does hurt, but you can't do a thing for a broken toe. And well, maybe it was a foot thing. I don't know, whatever. But, like, it wasn't that severe. And this dude was acting like he's literally been, like, it was the worst injury of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, and being rude to BJ, I thought. Yeah, rude to BJ. Yeah. And then when Reba arrived and he realized that, like, Reba thought it was her fault, he didn't correct her. Mm-hmm. He was immediately, like, getting extra sympathy from her, too. And I'm just like, every time we see a little bit of growth from him, he takes a few steps back. That that was like my big takeaway with this episode. I'm like, all right, so I get it. Your thesis is you want to be a better father uh, to the next family, but like, that doesn't mean you continue to be an asshole to the current yeah. family. 
Like you yeah, have exactly. to, if you're going to try to be a better father to the next ones, that means you actually have to bring a better self to Reba, to Eric, to Kira, to all of them. Yep. But it, it it's frustrating. Yeah, it is. And he and um, Reba has a because basically like uh, BJ does come to the hospital. He's rude to her. He begs for like a pizza and blankets and this and that, the third. And then he she leaves. But Reba does come to check on him because she feels badly. And at one point, like on that note, Reba does say like, look, like I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're happy with BJ. You're having a kid. But like she does say, like, stop rubbing my nose and like you being a better father, a better husband. Mm -hmm. And that I like I was proud of her for saying that because I feel like she's never like explicitly said like, look, I'm cool with all this. Like you do you. I'm happy. I'm not asking for anything. But like, don't like make me feel like extra shit about it. Right. Yeah. Which I didn't think she would say, but I'm happy she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she doesn't stand up for herself often. So I was very proud of her. Girth for her, too. Yeah. Um, and then we get back. <laughs> snaps for the bar. Um, We get back to the, um, the house, and Van is, like, telling Cheyenne about what happened at the birthing class. And then he finally catches on, like, okay, she's she's nervous here. She didn't really have the paper because she was, like, painting her nails. Um, so she's kind of, like, telling her, like, you know, you can do this, like, and Kira really has, like, a nice moment. Like, she's kind of being an asshole, too. But she's saying, like, listen, like, your body will tell you what to do. Like, your body – people have been birthing, you know, for all these years. Like, your body will will do it. Like, you don't have to worry. Like, you're you're equipped for this. Um, so Van kind of says, like, gets on that board uh, – on that and, like, jumps on board with that. And is like, you know, I know that you're going to do well. And then there's a really funny, cute little line where he's like, you're amazing. And she goes, I am? And he goes, well, not yet, but you will be, <laughs> basically. <laughs> after she births the baby, like, then she'll be amazing because he's so excited for the birth of this baby. Um, and it was just really sweet at the end there because I think, again, the kid yeah, is really right. just trying to do everything. He's such a sweetheart. And you I know, also really sweet. appreciated, like, Kira giving the advice was, like, again, very Reba Jr. Like, yeah, she she's... She's doing a lot with the little she's been given. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'd like to see that grow over time. I liked that scene. I thought it was very, like, poignant. Yeah. And I agree. Like, now that we're saying... I hadn't thought of it when I was watching it, but it's definitely very Reba. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, she's very wise beyond her years. And I love yeah. it. And, like, not in the annoyingly precocious way that a lot of kids yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Like, they're backing it up with some real, uh, real-world knowledge of shit. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, She. they're making her smart, but... Not just street smart. They're making her, like, book smart and intelligent. Like, you know what I mean? So I think it it adds to it. I would like to have a few episodes that counteract it where she just gets to be a kid and, like, I don't know, have a sleepover with her friends. Or, like, I would like to see her have some fun, too. Right. Same. And actually, uh, I can't can't remember if it was this episode or no. Or I think we skipped by this plot, actually. Uh, But she, like, Kira is getting straight A's. Like, and then oh, she, right. like, and it's, like, super sad because she's, like, Reba's, like, no, this is so exciting. I'm so proud of you. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, well, Cheyenne and Van always, like, steal the show. And then, like, come and steal the show. And then he actually, even at the end of the episode, it's, like, Kira's, like, family dinner to celebrate the LAs. And I can't even remember what happens. But, like, it, the attention goes off of her. I'm, like, well, that's really fucking depressing. Like, she's doing all the right things. Yeah. She's smart. She's funny. And she doesn't get acknowledged. See, we even forgot it. We forgot it, too. Yeah. I wrote it down, too, but then I just didn't say anything because I was like, well, we had to talk about Cheyenne and Van. <laughs> yeah. Sad. The most important characters. Justice for Kira. <laughs> yeah. Sure thing. Really. 
So I think that's really it on that episode, right? Unless anybody yeah. has anything yeah. else. For me, yeah. All right, let's uh, bop on over to episode 18, guys. We're really getting in there. We're getting close. We're yes. nervous along. I'm, you know, excited slash nervous. Same. So that is episode 18. She works hard for their money. Oof. Uh, Reba insists that Van and Cheyenne earn half the price of a car. But Reba ends up doing all the work for both their jobs. That's a dead giveaway. These Some of these descriptions are given a lot away. That's <laughs> yeah. one of them. But the first thing I noticed about this episode is it, it took us 18 episodes, or this is the first time since the first time that Lorianne got to walk into a scene first. And there but was no, no what's going on? Guys, That's a mess. We got it That's one time loss. and one time only. And I honestly, because I was giving them the benefit of the doubt when she's already seated, like we've said, or she, but she walked through that door, same as she did first appearance. And she, this time had a gold plated armadillo. <laughs> yeah. She had various plates. <laughs> that is a fucking applause worthy moment. And she was robbed. Yeah. Yeah. She and was. did you notice her, her vest was also partially gold plated to match her gold plated armadillo. That's an entrance. <laughs> if I ever I saw one. <laughs> Wasn't enough. Do you think they edited out the applause? I assume there was one. Well, yeah, maybe like if they did like 10 takes um, and they went crazy on the first five and then it have slowly died down. Or do you think maybe they couldn't get through the scene and they're like, guys, like at Taylor Swift, remember the applause is so long. It's like, please settle down. Like we need to get through the scene. Like hold the applause for part. <laughs> We're comparing part to Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. 70,000 screaming fans at a Taylor Swift concert and like maybe a hundred at the viewing of Reba. And meanwhile, if we mentioned the name Park overall to anyone outside the four of us, they would have no fucking idea who yeah. we're talking no, about. No, I, <laughs> I really gave her a goddamn applause. This is trash. I know. I mean, I the one the first one was so huge that I feel like you have to do it every time. I'll she never forget it. Yeah, I won't either. We're still talking about it because it gave us such a thrill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, like, for Park's entrance scenes, they film without the audience. They're like, let's get a few takes in before the audience loads in. Because it's they too much to of the time audience suck. and there's literally yeah, There has true. to be as an explanation. They have, like, oven mitts on no, their hands. Like, listen, we're already behind schedule. Like, we can't have, we can't lose 20 minutes to applause. We can't. Yeah, yeah they're like, Park, you come in at 8 tomorrow. Well, the audience comes in at 10. I think that's <laughs> what the deal. That's the only <laughs> acceptable answer I'll take. <laughs> the only logical conclusion we yeah, can Yeah, they draw. only film park scenes yeah. by with no audience. Everybody else gets the audience. Yeah. And she's like, like I get it, much. I get it. Like, I, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> and they're like, Park, you're coming in with, like, props and stuff. And she's like, oh, God, that's going to get a huge applause. I can't. I'll be, I'll, be there. I'll be there at 7. She's like, you're sending me into the lion's den with a gold-plated armadillo? <laughs> We're never going to finish the shoot. <laughs> and maybe she, they have her coming in in a disguise. Like, she has someone drive her straight up to the studio. Yes, yes. yes. My name is Lark like, Coverall. Back to Taylor Swift. They show Taylor Swift getting like wheeled into like the stage in like an old timey, like like an old janitor cart because like they couldn't risk anyone seeing her and like freaking out. So they have to do the same thing to park. Like she's in the craft services yeah. cart getting turned her heads and like underneath the cloche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Where they do like oh, undercover man. boss style makeup, something. Yes, <laughs> yes. like, or like no, the giant nose. Carl Havoc. the wig. <laughs> Carl Havoc. I was just gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if her, if like Park or Roll's disguise was she wears a Reba wig and like that actually like settles the crowd down? <laughs> like she'd rather be mistaken for Reba than herself and cause like a, a mass chaos. <laughs> um. So 
it, the, the whole like big thing here was that they're going to have like a baby shower. Like that's the park overall entrance with the gold armadillo. They, they weren't talking about it for so long. I was like, when they brought up the crib, I'm like, oh shit, they don't have anything for this baby. I start to get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. So they're talking about BJ coming to the shower. Of course she's coming to the shower. Um, and they're going to do a couple games. One of the games being um, that everyone has clothespins on their shirt. And then if you say the word baby, someone gets to take the clothespin off of your shirt, which is like a ridiculous game. But it does um, come into a, a tender moment a little bit later on in the episode, which I laughed out loud at. And then the other game they were playing was Guess Cheyenne's Wait. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> which is I'm assuming it was so just harsh. for the punchline. Like, that, you don't really do that, right? I've never done that. Oh, no, uh, that's hard. I guess the way that. to the baby, and then when it's born, whoever, like, you like go back and like give somebody a gift, but you don't guess the weight of the mother. <laughs> There's all these weight-based jokes, and I think they're kind of informing what happens to Kira IRL. It's sad. Yeah. That is sad. It's just so funny because there's like such a tender moment because um, they're getting they're opening all the gifts and Reba finally does her last gift and what she did was very sweet. She of course this is what Reba did saved all of Cheyenne's clothes and like knit a, a quilt out of it and gave I it know. to her. Um, so so she's getting so excited and she's sitting there telling her and you know it's a nice tender moment and Reba says the word baby <laughs> or no Cheyenne says the word baby so- one of them and B J freaks out, rips the clothespin off, I win, I win, and puts it on her shirt. So, like, they're just having a lovely mother-daughter moment, and, of course, BJ has to come in there and just ruin it. And what I love about BJ so much is, like, she literally, like, that is, like, that could be a very, like, she takes it, like, so over the top in any little moment like because i even like as an actor actor i'd be like uncomfortable to just like interrupt that moment and she just does it like triple the times that anybody would do it yeah. like you even know? like anyone else could have put a breast pump on their <laughs> boobs outside their blouse and it wouldn't have hit nearly as much as it did when bj does it oh yeah she just she's such an animated quality about her yeah oh, she's like oh these are nice these are nice <laughs> And it was a very tender moment because I don't know if I'm projecting this on you, Jenna. When Erica was describing the blanket, I started tearing up and I swore I saw you start tearing up. A little bit. I mean, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Describing an episode we already saw of a baby like, blanket. <laughs> of like a show. Yeah. I mean, yes. I thought it was really sweet. And because like you know it meant so much to her to do that and like give it to her. I thought it was really sweet. Which is even funnier because when they came in, like, so, what's his name? Brock immediately came in after that. After this tender moment was like, guess what I got you? A car. And she takes the blanket and just flings it over Reba. Oh, yeah. So Reba's sitting there covered with a blanket. Um, so she immediately just doesn't care. Well, I also, I was going to do that little setup, which was that, like, when Brock, like, leaves at the beginning of the episode and he's like, I don't have to go to the baby shower. It's ladies only. Um, Reba's like, Brock, get a practical gift. Like, no um, big screen no TV. foosball tables, yeah. no this, that, like no big screen TV, something practical. And what he hears is practical. And what he gets is, as you said, a car. That's a lot of money. Yes. But my thing is like, okay, of all the shit that is happening with this family, these kids are having a kid. They need a car. So like the fact that like, Reba was all bent out of shape about it. Yeah. Like, they can't have a car. They need to earn it. It's like, no, they need a car for their child. Like, 
Come yeah, on. Yeah, but Erica, here's my question. My question is, why can't they work? Like, I worked through high school. No, like, I why worked, can't they? I started working when I was 13. I never not worked. Same. But they can I, but that's what I, but but I they don't can still get a car. Like, it's not, you right. know what I mean? And, like, no, I know, I, but I, 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 it's semantics for me. For me, I, I got it. I'm kind of seeing it kind of from Erica's POV. I was like, what the fuck's the big deal? Yeah, they could work and they should work and that's all fine and good. But why are we digging our heels in on this? Like, it must be earned. You must suffer to have this vehicle when you are going to have a child and Less than five seconds because I need to do all the work. I'm Reba. I agree. <laughs> I'm Reba. She's My only thing I'll say about it <laughs> is I feel like, yes, I do agree. And it's a stupid thing to put her feet down. But she doesn't ever do it. And, like, to let them live for, there for free, neither of them work. They don't help with housework. Like, she should have – maybe the car is a bad – like, that was a dumb thing for her to, like, you know – hone in on that's a hill to die on yeah exactly like she should have been doing things before like hey look cheyenne like if you're gonna fucking live here you need to do the laundry like whatever well, or yeah. like van you but need that's like, reba though that's yeah. her thing is she is such an enabler i know and like i know here's my thing too is like van should have had well she, they both should have had jobs already right before yeah. they got pregnant yeah i can understand cheyenne not working when she's pregnant whatever but van still should have had a job 100 um, percent. this is the first time where i kind of realized like oh they don't and I understand the car thing. Like, my parents didn't get me. I didn't have my own car until I was, like, 24 because I couldn't buy a car because I it was all in me. Yeah. I would never in a million years get a car for my parents. Like, so I'm not saying that anybody – but I know plenty of kids do. But my thing is, like, you're literally giving them the bare – you're giving your child the bare minimum of a ride to the doctor's. A ride – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. get anywhere. Like, a ride home from the hospital. Like, Get real. And she was still trying to, they would still learn like the value of a dollar or whatever because she said you need to keep your jobs to pay for gas and insurance. So it wasn't like they were just like, oh, free car, no responsibility. She, They were still going to learn responsibility and like how hard it is to make a living and all of that. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like the reason she stuck her heels in is because that was an established rule in the house of you have to come up with half the cost of the car and then- Brock just overruled it without talking to her. And also it made Brock look good. Right. Yeah. It made him look like the she hero. didn't want yeah. she didn't want her to be looking like the bad guy. But all she does is everything for those kids. Including yeah. as we get to the scene flip of her like driving the car when oh he God. becomes a delivery driver. I'm like, this is like And he became a cheese captain. A at cheese captain place. for Fat Tony's Pizza Palace. <laughs> I did love the what'd you just call that, Russ? The jump cut? Like yeah. this like Is the scene said? flip. Yeah. yeah. Where she's like, he's like, I need a like I, I don't have a car. What am I gonna do? And I just love it. And then reaping him in the car and she just does like the Debbie Downer face, <laughs> like obvious. She's pizza cat hat on, you know. It's also stupid because he said, Well then can I just use your car? And she's like, No. So she would rather drive him around for hours and hours then let him yeah. use the car. Martyr. Yeah, I think she almost martyr, likes exactly. being the martyr. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But Erica, or, or like oh, the group, I suppose, like, you know when you like, because I like you can, you get really stubborn and like you know it's wrong. I like I feel that. like Reba, I do. I Like where it's like I know, I just like double down if I've like made a decision. You know? I do. No one else does no, that. I, that's that's why you haven't opened your shades in two years, you sick freak. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe me. Like, Shout out to my mom. I love her, but she's the most stubborn person in this world. And she was a very strict parent growing up. We had very strict rules. And even if she knew that it was more work for her or something, she would still make us do it because that's what she said. So I understand that and I get that. However, 
let him use your car. If you're not using it anyway, what's the big deal? Yes. Because yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Let him use the car to like that part had made no sense because he's still going to be paying for the car. Let him use it. Yep. What's the problem? Why do you have to drive him around? It's stupid. Well, then the worst part about that whole thing, too, is then she ultimately, well, I I am jumping here, but she ultimately, because um, Cheyenne's also working for Reba, quote unquote, and was doing chores and she fucks things up. She like Which puts her outfit her for great grandmother's. She, her outfit is like, oh, overalls. I'm going to wear overalls and like one of those like tied headbands. Like she had to like look like an yeah. old timey housewife because she's doing chores around her own home. Yeah. And you know, doing the, doing the dishes is the bare minimum of... Well, yeah. Living in a home. You shouldn't get paid for that. But yeah. I get that the situation's different. And then she, like, does think She's like, I washed all the dishes from the china. I'm like, are you, like, an absolute idiot? Like, I'm sure yeah. Reba's house, like, is chaotic, as we know. Like, I feel like there's a lot to be done. And, like, washing the china within a cabinet feels, like, low on the totem. Yeah, how yeah, about you organize strange. something and get rid of all the shit in that house? Because you're going to need place <laughs> to put the baby. Also, one quick side note back from the pizza delivering shift. I love that when Reba's wearing a white t-shirt and instead of having ran- oh, yeah. random like sauce splotches on it, it had <laughs> the perfect impression of a circular sauce An spot entire where like, piece clearly of, entire one pizza, pizza fell on her stomach. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually forgot for a second. I thought it was like a the shirt of the pizza place. Like that was their <laughs> emblem, you know, because it was so perfect. Yeah, it was such a perfect outline. <laughs> Genius. It was good. And then... I'm forgetting again, sorry, how it's resolved of they have the job. Cheyenne gets f- fired. Yeah. Van keeps his. I think it was like uh, she ended up writing them a check. Yeah, so they oh. Cheyenne, Cheyenne first hands um, Brock $100, and she's like, this is our first con- contribution, you know, $100. And he's like, that's great, kids. Like, good job. And then... You know, Reba basically decides enough is enough. Like, she folds on it because it is ridiculous stance to take. And she writes Cheyenne. She's like, here's your check for what you worked. And because at one point, Brock's like, we only need 20, um, 2900 to go. Like, we're almost there. And then Reba writes a check for 2900 and was like, this is your payment, Cheyenne. Which I'm like, the dumbest thing ever. If you're going to fall on this sort of, then you're going to give them a check for basically $3,000. Well, the, the whole point is that she she's just frustrated earlier in this in the episode because Brock got to look like the good guy. So this is her way mm. of being able to look like the good guy. So as soon as they walked out, um, Reba starts doing the physical comedy again, which was great. So she hands the check over to uh, Brock, and it's a $2,900 check. And they're like, oh, my God, we're going to go sit in our new car. We can't wait. So as soon as they leave the room, she takes the check back from Brock and rips it up and was like, ha 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 you bought a car and i'm the one who looks good for it because i just gave them a car yeah and she's like ha you thought you guys you're you're gonna be the person who looks good for them for buying the car but now it looks like i bought them the car and like she's like sitting there like cackling and like loving life and then she's like time to go get out of my house and she's like doing these big movements of like kicking him out of the house and everything because she's so excited (laughs) that she just like got one up on brock which i did love of course the same it was that was like shiv roy level of manipulation i was very impressed yeah Yeah, it was great. Um, And then they're none the wiser, but they're all happy then that they got a car. And thank God they did, because let's just put more on Reba, because you know it's not getting on Brock. So wait, do you you think that, um, because a while ago, a couple episodes ago, Brock's parents gave him the truck? They took the truck back, we presume? I assume because he didn't. I think so. I guess so. Get rid of his slut wife. No. (laughs) 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 I do have a serious question. Did they get to keep the gold-plated armadillo? I would think. 
Or or was that a party decoration? Well, Park said that she was like didn't want it. She was getting rid of it. And Reba keeps a lot of clutter, so I think that armadillo is kicking around. I would love to see the armadillo in the nursery. Which where are they going to put that? <gasps> yes, with a little pink bonnet on its head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I need. <laughs> I would love that. Or they just like cut yes, a little hole in the back same. and make it like a piggy bank, an armadillo bank. For the baby. That'd be cute. It would be cute. Again, Dangerous, this is a detail cute. that the writers thought like no one would ever think about again in their lives. And here we are. We need it. 20 years But later. sometimes they do these like massive callbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if that armadillo slides into that nursery <laughs> at all. It should. It's possible. It should. Very possible. You brought it on set. What else are you going to do with it? Give it back? Yeah. In a few episodes, Park will be in like a giant armadillo costume. Like that'll be her new thing. That she's <laughs> obsessed with armadillos. <laughs> We can only hope. We can only hope. And actually, maybe that's her disguise. Maybe she's like, look, I'll get in the costume. I'll walk out to set. She's like, but I need a PA to work the hind legs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're picturing her like on all fours. Yeah, like like on a stage play where it's like two kids, one's half of an elephant and half's the front. Oh, you were, Erica, you were doing like the Ross from Friends, like like, in a full stand-up armadillo. armadillo. I wasn't picturing (laughs) the girl. I'm picturing an all four is gold No, that's ten times better. (laughs) The props department is like, is this actually necessary? This is a big ass. They're like, yes, this is pork. Do we want to do our little peek and pit? Sure. I have mine rearing to go oh. unless there's more takes. Go for it. No, go for I it. I don't think I'm, I've got any more takes. Um, I'm disappointed, Erica, that you haven't had any like Reba boob comments because usually I try and move on and you're like, I have two more comments. Not on this. <laughs> so there was one joke that I don't remember. I wrote it down and you have to keep in mind, like I have been sick. So I've been like, there's True. things that I wrote that I'm like, I don't remember this or things that you guys are saying that I'm like, do I remember that? Usually I, I notice a lot more as we know, but I did write down a quote. She loves that ball, Troy Aikman joke. And I remember the joke being funny, but I don't remember what the joke was. If anybody knows. So I know the Troy Aikman thing was at one point, Reba made a comment that um, Van spent all of their money, which I don't know what, what the money was from oh, right. on a signed Troy Aikman ball, but I their don't wedding gift. The- that's what it was. Okay. Mm. They, so they gave a, a wedding gift and it was money from the wedding and he spent it on the Troy Aikman ball. And yes, yes, yes. someone says okay. something that's like, Oh, she loves that ball. It was funny at the moment, I think. Well, is that your peak? Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) Okay. So my peak of this three, the the three episodes was Reba's workout outfit. Like, I know we gave it a lot of shade. It's not her tones, but just (laughs) the reveal of that she would wear that is so good. And her physical comedy in that whole scene, like, as we talked about, was perfect. Mm. Um, and then my pit was no park overall applause for walking through the door because that is a huge miss. And I hope it never happens again. Yeah. Fair for, enough. Yeah. Do too. They can't disrespect our queen like that. Yeah. My peak, I think, might be like the this like fight or fuck relationship <laughs> that came out of nowhere for Brock and Park because mm. I want to see that spicy little element continue and grow. Um, my pit will probably be the grilled cheese storyline because it was just such a turd and just such a nothing. Um, I'd have to remember it to hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I only remember it because my only note was 
Jake challenges Brock's grilled cheeses? Question mark. Like that was all there was to say. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully it's a p- a pit that turns into a peak when we get sponsored by Dave's Killer Bread. I wanted to get me diverticulitis. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, fingers crossed, Dave, if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Why eat a sandwich when you can fucking oh rock it? <laughs> 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 New tagline. <laughs> By the way, we've we've never sounded more like people in their late thirties that we I think twenty one seated bread is <laughs> so hardcore. <laughs> it's delicious. It's definitely the most badass thing about my personality. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, because like you grow up on like white bread, like you grow up thinking like this is yeah. this is it. Like I've made it, and then one day you're soft. And yeah, you're a little soft little. One thing. day you're like, you know what? I'm gonna try something new, and you have a couple seeds, mm. a couple grains in there. I did used to hate seeded bread for real Ooh, though. Like I'd be like, so oh, like too many, too much. Yeah, me too. Me now, too. Yeah. Now it's not no, enough. I want to chew my bread. I want it to get stuck on my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, you feel a little bit like a bird when you eat it. So it's like a self-flagellation thing for Erica. Yeah. (laughs) I crunch my bread. I crunch some birds. I crunch and I crunch. (laughs) Every crunch I get, I feel just more alive because I know that I can kill a bird with not one stone. (laughs) And you have. (laughs) And I have. And you'll do it again, you little weirdo. (laughs) If I'm not crunching on bread, I'm crunching on birds. Yeah, just a serial killer, but, you know, for baby birds. (laughs) And soon to be a real serial killer, because they always say that's the first sign is a kid who, like, harmed animals um, will grow up to harm humans. I was 13, and I accidentally half-stepped on a dead bird. (laughs) No, we can't go back there. How many birds we crunched? (laughs) (laughs) They're either crunching or they're flapping. All right. All right. (laughs) Peeker, peeker pit, baby. Let's go. All right. I'll peek. Uh, my peek is uh, basically the whole, a bunch, everything Lorianne's been doing as of late. Her one-liners have been, like, spicier than Ariba yeah. or Kira. And I, I love her back and forth. My pit is going to be another macro-level situation. It's just, like, Brock grows by the end of every episode, but then starts the next episode right back at zero mm-hmm. and that is growing that's becoming tiresome for me i'm like either yeah. be an idiot or have the growth but don't give us 20 minutes of growth to start it all over again yeah that's exactly. like a great observation I yeah i never thought of it yeah. that way yeah, that is a good maybe that's why we don't buy it every time every time i'm like okay yeah. whatever like that's great and i wish our viewers could see like the eagerness with which the three of us are nodding along with Russ, like this, like, mm-hmm. like you would think we're at like a psychology lecture Russ. at Yale. <laughs> I'm like, I know, and I'm like this. I I was looking at Russ with like deep, thoughtful eyes. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I like, I skipped school to go see my Angelou reading, like Kira did, but I was literally just listening to Russ talk about Brock's <laughs> growth. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, wow. Oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Oh my god, that's stunning. Oof. Um, okay, my peak, I think, is also Reba in um in the workout gear. It was just so fun. I loved seeing her like the the mom was doing like the actual workout where she was doing like one pull up and then one pull back. Like you could tell she was like had actually done these workouts before. And Reba's just like pulling herself on this uh Pilates thing. Um so the physical comedy in that episode was just getting me. I just loved it every second of it. Um I think my pit 
which is a little bit like a peak too, is that I just, I had this vision, this fever dream of Vanny Dearest. Um, and I woke up to it being real. And the fact that the mom just called Van Vanny all the time. Like, come on. You're not going to name your kid Van, like the shortest name possible. <laughs> yeah. And then extend it to Vanny. It's just tough. Um, but yeah, I think a great couple episodes really getting us ready to go to the next couple seasons. So we only have four left. Is that what you said, Russ? Yeah. There's only four left. It's a 22-episode season. Wow. wow. So, yeah. Do we do two and two? I kind of, like, am very into the, like, three and then a one yeah. For the finale. Because then we could also, if it if the finale isn't that spectacular, which I'm sure it will be, we could also just do a general regrouping of our yeah. whole season. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Because I kind of think if we can keep t- the three, right, uh-huh. pack, unless it's a two-parter, then mm-hmm. I change my POV. But I think otherwise, I think it would be good to just yeah, we could sum sum up our season one thoughts. Yeah, I can't. So history we made it'll be a one ba. Yeah. So then that means next week's episode will be the penultimate episode of the first season. Oh shit! Time flew by. It did. Times yeah. Wow. Crazy. We might have to switch to tubas at some point because. Change everything. I'm enjoying this too much, but yeah, I'm not ready to let this go, but yeah, like, (laughs) well, yeah. So what is it? More. It's like six or seven episodes per season is what we're doing then. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's not enough. It's never enough. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, Esther, let us know. Oh yeah, we never got Esther on the horn, so she didn't listen, did she? Wow, she failed. No, she did. She texted. Oh yeah, we got the text. Oh yeah, we're supposed to read it. A dramatic yes. reading of the okay. text. Should you be Jenna? We'll have to do, do it next, do next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or maybe fine, we though. save that for the finale because we're going <laughs> to yeah. have some fluff. Oh, oh yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe for the one bow, we read dramatic yeah. text from okay. between me and Esther, in which I am psychotic. Um, <laughs> no, let's do like finale, fan mail. All. Yes. Yeah. Finale, fan the mail. It's like just my cousin. That's what I'm saying. Like we read some of Liz's um, takes and things like that. We'll see if mm-hmm. um, yeah, if yeah. Cargo I mean, ever listened, and we'll see if he ever. He's not listening. He's not. He's also, not the listening. one person who definitely didn't listen is Chris because we gave him a shout out in a couple episodes ago, and I never he never followed up, so wow. he's dropped wow. off the. Wow, the Chris! Wow, I'll send him a text right now <laughs> following this. Better listen. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Love it. Are you okay? <laughs> Why are you listening to my podcast? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Is everything okay? Are you listening to the cast? <laughs> Are you having a good Memorial Day weekend? I'm confused why you're behind four episodes of Threeba. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, well, this is great, guys. I'm starving for my dinner. Same. Jake's making it. I can smell it. He, like, popped in, and I was like, oh, I'm happening. at my in-laws, and there was a family dinner that I missed <laughs> to <laughs> talk about Reba. <laughs> that tracks. The dog came into the spare room, like, 20 minutes ago and was basically just like, this is done. Like, like whatever. Right, I heard the little pause come in. Yeah, she's over yeah. this. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, Penny. Woof, woof. She said it's okay. All right, guys. Button it up, baby. I think, I think it's I think it's time for a button. Button it. Button but, but. it. Yeah. Top button. All right. Get All right. the cufflinks. Top of the button to Button you. it up. Stop. Oh, my Stop. God. <laughs> Why? All right, bye. Love you guys. Bye. Love bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.